and welcome to the Tandem Collective Talks podcast. Tandem Collective celebrates books, film, TV, podcasts and more with our global community. We're Jen, Jade, Lucy and Lex, members and friends of Team Tandem. You might already know us from Instagram or TikTok, but if not, it's great to meet you and welcome. We're here to chat to you about what's new in the world of books, publishing and film, interview some of your favourite authors and hear your thoughts on what you're reading and watching at the moment. You can find us at Tandem Collective UK on Instagram and also Tandem Collective Global. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Tandem Collective Talks podcast. Today you are here with us for an episode on all of the things that we love about audiobooks. Of course you've got myself Lex, Lucy and Jen and today we have a very special guest with us. We have the wonderful Sammy who is part of our South African contingency who you can find on Instagram at Sammy Koala Reads. So Sammy firstly thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. We're so pleased to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm so excited to get into some good audiobook recommendations. Firstly, Jen and Luce, do you want to give us a little bit of insight into your own audiobook listening? Jen, do you want to go first? Yeah, of course. So I think Luce is going to be much better at this than me because I'm a bit rubbish with audiobooks. It's very rare that I find an audiobook that I'm very into. And I think that's because I'm a really fast reader. So I think like you, Lex, I can quite often read a book 500 pages or so in a morning. Whereas if you've got that length of audiobook, you're committing to it for days and days and days. So occasionally I'll find an audiobook I really like. I really enjoyed the audiobook of The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. But it is definitely a rarity that I find an audiobook that I want to give the time to. And Luce, so for listeners who are unaware, Lucy actually runs our Plots and Pastimes strand of Tandem Collective, which is our specified audiobook listenership for audiobook superfans. So Luce, you've got to be a superfan yourself, right? I am. But I mean, I love hearing how people discovered audio. And what I'm finding at the moment, the more that I speak to our community, is that people have a lot of preconceived ideas about audio, which I mean, I, I used to think, oh, it's not really for me. And I'd kind of written it off before I'd even tried it, like before I'd even like properly given an audiobook a go. And then the reason I found or got into audiobooks was after I had my son and I was out and about walking him and I would often listen to a podcast and have like my, you know, 12th coffee of the day by mid-morning. And someone said to me, oh, like, but you really like reading. Why don't you try an audiobook while you're out, you know, pushing him in the pram? So that was when I started listening and I was like, oh my God, like, this is, you know, revolutionary. I, I, I'm, I'm still able to access books in these really kind of precious like snatches of time. And then, you know, so I just kept listening to, to more and more. And now I find, and like what I say to everybody is that they, they make, you know, chores or things that you just find really dull or laborious. Like, so you're doing the washing up or, you know, batch cooking for my toddler, whatever, like anything like that. If I have an audiobook in my ear at the same time, it almost makes those tasks enjoyable because you'll just come, it's the same escapism. And, you know, it can, as long as it's a, you know, a book I'm enjoying, it distracts me the same way that reading does. In terms of what I listen to, I would say I have listened up until now, I've listened to more nonfiction just because I find those, more difficult to read in general because I, I can't like 
I can't get lost in them the same way. So I've listened to quite a lot of nonfiction, but some really good recommendations from across our team as well. So Jade, fellow podcast host, who's currently on her maternity leave, she recommended Ellie Taylor, My Child and Other Mistakes from obviously Ellie Taylor, the comedian. And they're really, really funny. I think very, very relatable to any parents out there. So yeah, a a lot of nonfiction up until this point. But then more recently, I have got into fiction audiobooks and I'm loving them as well like one of my favorites was actually something we did a a title that we did a tandem listen along for Taylor Jenkins read Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and that was yeah I mean brilliant book anyway but I just felt the voice of Evelyn was exactly how I kind of imagined it to be like a very kind of silky like just glamorous sounding narrator and yeah, I, I just, uh, I really, I, what I find is that people, uh, and I used to do this, I think, say, oh, it's not really for me, or, you know, I, I just prefer a physical book or the experience of reading a physical book, but you don't have to pit them against each other. Like there is 100% a time and a place for audio, you know, in your life, I think, if, if you're willing to give it a chance. And what we're starting to do more and more of at Tandem is hybrid read-alongs, listen-alongs, because people are really enjoying having that opportunity to split between you know reading chapters and listening to chapters I mean some of the other titles we've run listen along for so Three Sisters by Heather Morris people said that hearing the story obviously something like that that's very emotive and quite hard-hitting as a subject matter that like listening to it rather than reading it the feedback from the group and that was that was a whole group of people who had never listened to an audiobook before they said that you know hearing it spoken added a completely new dimension the experience so of course I'm a I'm an audio advocate but I do just think if there is a hundred percent a time and a place for them and it doesn't mean that you love a paperback any less. Luce that's a really interesting point for me what you just said about Taylor Jenkins Reid book because I think another way I struggle with audio and it's the same reason that I get on with films less than I do with books is that it gives you so much of the of the story there's less to imagine do you find that having people kind of do the voices and and give the personality in that sense takes away from your ability to kind of imagine the story or not so much no because I still I think maybe I I completely understand what you're saying but I think it's maybe just one of the sense like it's the hearing is is you know that's sorted for you because the narrator is provided but I'm still imagining what they look like you know I'm still imagining maybe things that are happening outside of what is you know what's shared with us in the plot so all of that is still going on in the background but the narrator has to be right for you to have a good audio experience I think you know going back to that three sisters listen along some people were really receptive to the narrator and thought they were a great fit but other people found her irritating just because out of the three characters the, the three sisters the younger one she would often impersonate doing quite childlike voices obviously to imitate the age that the character was but people from the group some people from the group said that they just found that off-putting and like even irritating so um, I think you know personal preference will yeah, play, play a huge part in it and also I just think it's quite a lot of pressure as well you know for, to to get the narrator right you know because that can really make or break your experience I think Hey there, it's Lex here with a reminder of how important it is to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast on your preferred podcast player. We would also love to hear what you think and which episodes are your favourite. Hit us up on 
podcast at thetandemcollective.com. Now, back to regularly scheduled programming. Sammy, my love, tell us a little bit about your journey into audiobooks and also how you feel about narrators. Because, Luce, I think you're right. I think it make or breaks. I think that's exactly, Lucy, you, you touched on a very important point because how I got into audiobooks was at the beginning of 2021, I got COVID. I was knocked out, absolutely fatigued, but bored out of my mind. So I was like, come on, this would be a great chance for me to read. If only I could keep my eyes open and hold up a book. And in comes audiobooks. So the first one that I jumped into was A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, Harley Jackson. And when I say I inhaled that, it it, it took me so, like, obviously I played it at 1.5. And when I discovered that you could speed up audiobooks, completely changed my life so I had the best experience with my first audiobook it was a full cast and added sounds at the same time I found out I could speed it up (laughs) and it was a book that was part of a series so I could carry on with the whole story so I mean that book series got me through COVID it was really really good but did set the bar high for audiobooks going forward so when I did get into my next audiobook which shame I won't say what the title was but I I dnf'd it because because the author put on this odd accent I don't know what he was trying to do and it just it it didn't add to the to the story and it kind of just ruined ruined the whole thing for me so I think with audiobooks a narrator really will make or break your book much the same as like an editor would for for a written book Mm. I also I'm quite partial to again talking about non-fiction I quite like a celebrity memoir and obviously I think they're often self-narrated so if you're hearing to them you know hearing them speaking it I don't know you kind of feel like you're getting to know them a little bit better than if you were just reading it off the page yeah, like Will Smith's one, you feel like you're sitting with him and he's telling you his life. I recently listened to the three books in the Hidden Iceland series by Ragnar Jonasson and Amanda Redman narrates them. And I only know her as an actress from an old crime TV show called New Tricks, which was just like a Sunday afternoon kind of TV show that you would watch with your parents. But she was absolutely brilliant at this narration which must have been super hard because the books are set in Iceland so there are a lot of Icelandic names and locations and she pulled it off so well absolutely sold that series to me it was three books long each book was probably about the 350 400 page mark and I think I listened to them all in what five days six days Because like Sammy, like Jen, I'm a kind of 1.5, 1.75 kind of girl when listening to books. And actually on that note, I recently listened to The Binding Room by Nadine Matheson, which is the sequel to The Jigsaw Man, which I absolutely loved. And had I have been reading the paperback of The Binding Room, I would have I would have given up because it's a 600 page novel. But being able to listen to it via audiobook and, like Sammy said, sped up a little bit, 
went out on a few nice walks and I somehow managed to sync a 16 hour audiobook without even really thinking about it. It was great. I love that book. So what is your favorite thing? So Sammy, you touched on it a little bit, like multicast narrations, additional soundscapes. What's your favorite thing about listening to an audiobook? Obviously, narration is way up there for me and potentially for Luce as well. But what's the the golden nugget of audiobooks for you? Luce, do you want to go first? I think for me, it's, it's the flexibility. Like it's the, you know, especially like I say, I discovered audio when I became a parent. And I think when I found them, I was like, oh my God, I, I can, it's other snatches of, of time or other opportunities that I hadn't previously thought of where I can read. And that's why I'm so, you know, like such a pusher for everybody to at least give them a chance, because I think you can, you can discover that it's like you've been given the gift of time (laughs) to read. So yeah, the flexibility is probably the biggest one for me. I really love how inclusive audiobooks are. Just having been sick and bedridden I realized there might be different people who are experiencing different health issues and might not have the time on their hands to sit down with a book but you know people who might have chronic fatigue syndrome for example people who are visually impaired that sort of thing and I just loved that I could access books and get through them and enjoy it in a way that I hadn't previously. And I think it just really made me realize just how privileged I am to only have thought that reading was reading if it was a physical book. And it really knocked it out of me, this like snootiness of audiobooks aren't really reading because my friend, I found my favorite autobi um, author and that's Holly Jackson because of audiobooks. So that was great. that was a great learning I mean talking about the preconceived ideas that people have about audio as well I I do think Sammy that that's that's still quite prevalent Mm. people do think audio isn't really reading they they associate it as something like or the equivalent of watching a film or or an adaptation of a book but it's really interesting how because I think a lot of people have those ideas before they are introduced to audiobooks and then they very quickly change their mind or like you know from my experience most people do change their mind mm-hmm. that's true I think the audio is so important for inclusivity I mean I know locally to me and I think UK-wide there's a charity called Talking Newspapers who literally their whole thing is that they will read newspapers to to people who are visually impaired and I think audiobooks are such a gift in that way but also to children who possibly aren't engaging with what we would consider to be standard reading as easily as perhaps we might audiobooks are shown to be as kind of valuable and to expand vocabulary and to enhance empathy and all of those things in the same way that printed books do so I do really think that getting past that kind of snobbiness over audio is is something that we need to to move towards like reading has such value regardless of whether it's printed reading or whether you're listening to it mm-hmm. completely. I completely agree yeah and I think that point about kids is really important as well like I would always say that my first audiobook that I ever listened to was the family 
Remains by Lisa Jewell, which was this year, but actually it wasn't because when I was a kid, I used to have those like storybook cassettes and I would, you know, put them in my little walk around cassette player as I was going to bed at night and I would fall asleep listening to a kind of bedtime story that was probably something like Sophie Hit Six by Dick Kingsmith or something. But that definitely changed the way that I consume books and got me to do it from such a young age. But I have two more questions and both slightly controversial, I think. So the first one being, if you listened to an audiobook and you absolutely loved it, do you then go out and buy the physical copy of the book to add to your collection? I probably would, but only because... I feel I'm quite a hoarder with my books anyway. Like if, if I if I really, really love a book, I'll recommend it to people, but it's quite unlikely I'll give away my own copy. Or if I do, it's 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 very clearly, you know, made very clear it's on loan. I do expect it back. So I feel if I really enjoyed the audiobook, yeah, I think I think there's a there's a strong chance I would go out and buy the hard copy just so I've gone got got that to read at some point in the future. You know what I've done is I've just downloaded the audio. I've got my favorite book on audio is The Wives by Taryn Fisher, which is a like a twisty thriller, suspense, what is going on kind of a book. I've listened to it five times. And I promise you, every time I listen to it, something new comes out. I'm like, oh my goodness, that was a clue. How did I not pick up on it? And what I've done, which is very... I feel like it shows where we're at in the world is I've sacrificed 400 megabytes of my phone's data or like whatever you call it um, so that I have it on hand as my comfort reread. And I feel like my online um, bookshelf is has that title on it so much in the same way someone would have a hardcover or a special edition or would go buy a physical copy I've sacrificed that space on my phone to make sure that I have my copy of the wives for if I'm feeling low or if I need to pick me up or something to get me out of a slump or just because you're so right Sammy I think that's such a big like very telling millennial commitment that you will give up that much space and that's how important this book is to you I think that's really worth it. Jen, I have a feeling that I know what you're going to say, but go on, enlighten us anyway. I think you might be wrong, Lexi B. Make your prediction. I think if you absolutely loved it, like, and I mean it would have to be creme de la creme, five-star, tippity-top read, then you might buy it. But if it came in any lower than that, absolutely not. That's my strict prediction. It's actually a good prediction. So I was going to say that, well, if you listen to this podcast, you know how tough I am on actually keeping books. However, The Only Good Indians, I listened to it, loved it. And then because I wanted to reread it, I thought there is no way I'm putting this amount of hours back into this book and bought it. And just remember, it's not actually on my shelf at home because I sent it to you, Lex. But yes, so if I really loved an audiobook and wanted to reread it, I would buy the book of it. But if it was just an average listen, I wouldn't. There's also the opportunity to like listen and read it. So that really appeals. And as you were talking, I was thinking, I really enjoy this book. So I might as well 
get a copy of it and listen to it as I read it's kind of like the narrator's reading to you like you're a kid again which is really comforting you can just follow along Mm. or again going back to the flexibility of audiobooks if you're you know if you have to go somewhere that's maybe a bit of a duty family visit and you don't really want to go and it's perhaps like an hour's drive and you're really into your book and you like I really don't want to have to go to this you know ruby wedding anniversary party or whatever it is and then if you you know can you have to stop reading where you're at in the physical copy you can just enjoy the journey on the way there by listening to the audio so that actually brings me quite nicely to my next slightly controversial question because the first book that I ever listened to by audiobook I had the pleasure of the physical copy and also the audiobook so I had the privilege to switch between both and Lucy to your point I 100% loved it because when I was cozy on my sofa I could just sit there with the pages but then when I had to do the washing up walk the dog I could continue but audiobooks are expensive and I completely understand why they are expensive you know it's high production value it is massive recording studios it's multicast I understand all of that it's the production however I don't know if I can afford a a book and an audiobook and sometimes given the cost of the living crisis at the moment I don't even know if I can afford an audiobook which is why I'm actually doing most of my listening at the moment on Libby but tell me where you guys are listening and where you're getting your audiobooks Sammy you go first Libby is brilliant I I love that because also you're you're using your local library and that's something that's a resource that a lot of us have forgotten to use because of COVID and us being indoors so Libby is an opportunity for us to get ebooks and audiobooks from our local libraries but I use Scribd which is a subscription and I get all of my books and they're up to date and it's a flat rate. And if you're a big reader like me or big listener like me, you can listen to 10 books, but, or you can listen to two books. I find it a lot more financially accessible than other platforms. So I subscribe to Audible and I have done for a couple of years, but I'm a big fan of like library-based apps like Libby. I think brilliant concept. And also we've recently done a collaboration with the Zigzag app and they, because after we did some market research at Tandem about what would put people off audiobooks, one of them was they don't want to have, again, you know, going back to the cost of living crisis, another monthly subscription that, you know, they have to pay by direct debit each month. And the Zigzag app kind of lets you, you don't have to pay a subscription fee. You can, you subscribe and download the app and then you just pay per audiobook, you know, kind of like you can kind of dip in and out. So again, like having that choice and not being, so tied to it with a monthly subscription cost, that was something that people found a big appeal. Jen, thoughts and feelings? Yeah, so I've got an Audible subscription, not so much for me, but for children's books. And then, so some books like Dracula, which I mentioned before on an earlier episode of the podcast, are on Spotify. So I guess that's when they're of a certain age, isn't it? And they're outside of license. But if you want to listen to kind of classics, you can sometimes find them in chapters on Spotify as well that's a great shout I had totally forgotten about that actually right okay guys we are going to wrap it up but before we do I'm going to ask you for your one audiobook recommendation if you want anybody to leave this podcast with one audiobook recommendation what is it going to be I'll go first to give you a little bit of time thinking 
So if I'm going multi-voice narrator, it is The Family Upstairs slash The Family Remains by Lucy Jewell, 100%. And if I'm going single voice narrator, I am going to have to go back to Amanda Redmond reading The Darkness by Ragni Onison. And I am going to pick Lucy to go first. <laughs> okay. I have quoted Seven Husbands Revel in Hugo already, which I do stand by. But if I'm going for my best multicast narration, I think I would say Lucy Foley, The Paris Apartment. And then my favourite single narration, I think I'm going to go with Ellie Taylor. Just, I mean, obviously it's a funny book anyway, but yeah, I mean, I was walking down the road, like genuinely laughing out loud at points of that and getting some some strange looks from people I passed in the streets. I mean, I'm also pretty proud of you for getting a crime recommendation in there. I feel like we're slowly turning you around the kind of criminal crossing way o- of Crossing things. over to the dark side. <laughs> okay, Jen, time's up. What you got? Okay, so actually I'm just going to recommend a fiction and a non-fiction. So fiction is The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, obviously. And then non-fiction, I really enjoyed Women and Other Monsters by Jess Zimmerman, which is super fascinating. So if you're into your feminist non-fic, give that one a try. Amazing. Sammy, do you want to take us out with your final recommendations? So I would recommend Full Cast, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, Holly Jackson, and single narrator would be The Wives by Taryn Fisher. I'm going to be cheeky and add another one. I'm so sorry. You can do that, Sammy. You're our VIP guest. <laughs> you can have but, a bonus one. Thank you. But my my top audiobook of the year has to be Honey and Spice by Bolu Babalola. And that was one of those with uh, with the different soundscapes and I loved it and it was a romance and it was fab. So that's another one that I'd recommend. Awesome. Thank you so much. So listeners, if you cannot find anything in that recommendations list to delight your ears, then I'm not sure what I can do for you. But if you would like to share your recommendations, we would absolutely love to hear from you. So please drop us an email to podcast at thetandemcollective.com or drop into the caption, the comments of our most recent Instagram post. Sammy, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us this afternoon. I'm thrilled to be able to add another thriller audiobook to my TBR. Thank you so much for having me. This was loads of fun. No, you're so welcome, my love. All right, guys, I will love you and leave you and we'll see you later. Thank you, Sammy. Thanks, guys. Bye. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. Please do take a minute to rate, review and subscribe and we'll see you next week. As always, we're open to your feedback. So please do hit us up at Tandem Collective UK on Instagram or using the hashtag Tandem Collective Talks. If there's anyone, content creator-wise, industry superstars or your favourite author that you think we should feature on the podcast, then let us know. Bye!